<laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, here's, no, the, I, I here's the thing. That. Here's the thing. I've known Aaron for such a long time that if I am still distracted by that, that's on me, not him. Oh, uh, okay. I've I known think Aaron it's for still s- on me. I think it's for, still a little bit on Aaron. I'm going to be honest I, I here. Think you're, think the you're octave Aaron was at, I honestly thought it was Kai the first time, so. <laughs> and, and, and here's what else is on me. Uh, I had to choose actively not to clap at the five. Uh, because I thought it'd be funny to do it wrong again. <laughs> oh. I had to make a conscious choice that that wasn't worth it. I'm I so appreciate happy you that. decided yeah. that. Thank you, Aaron. You, as a, as a being of the chaos, have to sometimes, sometimes force yourself to choose order, and I really appreciate the sacrifice that you make. I know how jarring it can be to go against your own nature like Zuko in season two of Avatar. Well, he's like a sound designer and producer. That's order. Wait, fuck, that's a spoiler. Danielle hasn't gotten there yet. That's okay. The show's been out for like... I thought you were saying that me saying that Aaron was a sound designer was a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) That's a spoiler for our ARG, Kai. We really beef in this ARG We were just talking about that last episode or the episode before or something. I don't know. Time doesn't mean anything. That's true. Ooh, there's a big fire truck going by out there. Oh, we should probably cut that. No, why? I Hi, don't know. Here's the thing. If we had to cut by, cut out every fire truck that went by our house, we wouldn't have a podcast. That's like fair. we live, we live mere blocks from a, a fire station. Don't tell them that. Why? They could pinpoint our location. Triangulation, no, baby. You, <laughs> you are kidding, correct? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Great. I just sometimes I really need to be sure. Yeah, uh, you can how always close to you to the old well? <laughs> <laughs> I actually live in the old well. It's so funny you should ask that. <laughs> just as you've always su- suspected, the old well. That's. Uh, I don't know why my brain just said that's what they call my butthole, but it is what my brain said just now. <laughs> and I really want to be honest with that energy. That's good. It's not what they call my butthole. No one's ever called my butthole that. No, but I love the vulnerability that you're bringing to the show. I think that's really important for I this smoked- episode of If It's Gay We Play. Hello, welcome. Did you see that segue? That so ge- smooth. Ge- actually, genuinely smooth. Like, my name is Kai, and my pronouns are Z, her, hers. Continuing that smooth, sort of free jazz, <laughs> sexy feel. My name is Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, let's. With us today is a special guest who we're going to introduce before Aaron because he didn't speak up in time. <gasps> Snoozy lose, buddy. I was waiting. I specifically waited. <laughs> Okay. I see. Uh, we have a special guest here today. Who are you? Wow. I am terrified, but also, hi, hello. My name is Danielle. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Uh, I am the rumored tyrant who throws people into audio jail. But today she it's, is. She's the, she's the warden of audio jail. But today it's probably going to very... be me. I'm probably going to be the one making bad audio, so... Oh well, hey. Well, come if on. you did, it would just be—it would make you part of the family. Yeah, the secret, exactly. The real secret is that the bad audio is the friends we made along the way. Oh yeah. yes, it would be great. So uh, we mentioned Aaron. Who, who are you? Oh, Here he is. There, there he is. Who's? What's that? Up in the sky, coming <laughs> towards us. If I have to block out the sun with my hands a little bit, a circling on the air currents. It's Aaron. <laughs> My pronouns are he and his. Oh, I'm <laughs> he swooped by with his pronouns as he flew away. That was so thoughtful of him. That was very as he's thoughtful. Gus- gusseted on the wind. I mean, he basically is a cryptid. Can uh, we be real about the fact that Aaron is a cryptid? Yeah, he just flew in from Kansas City, and yeah. boys, are his arms tired. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, boys, my ass 
tired. <laughs> Aaron, are there any Kansas City cryptids? Yeah. Let me look. I don't know. I don't the know. The only thing I can think of for Denver is like jackalopes. Like and, kind uh, of your the, the, so here's the, the horse, maybe the Mustang. Oh, like the DIA conspiracies yeah. for sure. Is so like here's Denver. the thing: is if we talk about this, then we have to talk about whether or not we want to fuck them, because that's the point of this episode. Oh yeah, obviously. that is the point yeah, of this no, episode. No, hundred percent. I am on board for this. Share your okay. screen. Share your All right, screen. Get ready. Did you the... and most like to fuck? Oh, I, I hate that this is a thing. Instantly, I love that this you are actually, showing us this. Please this share your screen immediately. Makes my skin crawl. Okay, I because need to I see was it. terrified of this exact concept growing up as a child. It's probably hot. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it Concepts doesn't escape are hot. crawl, but would I fuck it now? Uh-huh. Probably. <laughs> probably. I don't what? know. All right, hang on. Share, is... Sharing screen. Hang on. While he's doing that, let's uh, let's go around the room and say our... Well, let's first introduce the concept of this episode. Oh, okay. And Before we'll do... we go through the cryptids. I'll edit little, this so it's annoying. really smooth. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure you will, buddy. Um... Uh, this is episode 69, and we've never well, said it's that... it's a special anniversary for us, you know? Yeah, we've the 69th anniversary of yeah. our podcast. Have we been doing this for a little over two years? Yes. Does that mean we should have uh, more than 100 episodes? Don't worry you about it. You bet it does, baby. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it too much, okay? You're doing Maybe great. Maybe don't worry about it. Maybe some people have uh, mental illnesses. Okay. Okay. Maybe some people got in car accidents. Maybe some people are gay. Maybe some people are gay, okay? Maybe some people are bad at scheduling because they're gay. Okay. So anyway. Some people are gay. Get over 69 it. 69 is the episode that we're 69 on. 69 is the episode. And you may have noticed that never one single time, except maybe the first episode, have we ever, uh, like, it stated the number of the episode at the top, mostly yeah. because I... Don't we don't remember it generally. <laughs> at all. But we realized that this one was going to be episode 69. And we so thought we figured, that was hilarious. We would do a... Yeah, we thought that was funny because that's a sex number. We and we that. figured we'd do a special thing for you. So um, we're going to uh, do a little... Uh, a sexy little Q&A for you. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be like educational, hilarious, hopefully. Um, hot, uh, insightful. Maybe. Probably. Uh, you'll learn stuff about us and our friend and uh, Hannah's partner and my metamor, Danielle. Uh, it, are we revealing that information? Is that... Yeah, why wouldn't we? I don't know. That would be weird if we didn't. I, I know. Think. I just wanted to ask immediately De- after This is saying definitely it. not my girlfriend, Danielle. Well, <laughs> I've never <laughs> met her before. I don't know this woman. How Danielle, did she get here? I'm not sure what your short bio that you generally give out is. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, tell Penny. us. What do you do? Oh, dear. What do I do to pay the bills or what do I... No, that's boring. Um, yeah, don't tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, dull. No. Um, in my free time, which I take plenty of, um, I enjoy, uh, let's see, writing, reading, playing outside. Um, I really enjoy taking money from rich white men. Um Mm-hmm. I hate eating, but I also love food, uh, and those are some of my favorite things. Cool. Thank you, Danielle. Cool. Uh, you also have an Instagram account that offers a lot of uh, information about a variety of subjects, some of which are sex-related. You would, you are what I would describe as mildly famous. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you're a micro-influencer. You're a micro-influencer. I, yeah, I guess I fall under that umbrella. You're a, 
Um, I do my best to host conversations that are both educational and um, accessible. So that's that's another thing I do for fun. Hell yeah. That's what we're all about here and at It's Gay We Play. Yeah. And that's why one of us is dating you. <laughs> it's true. That's why, I mean, that's besides the fact that you're a delight, that's why you're here for this specific episode. Because you said to me uh, on the phone yesterday that uh, this is one area of your life where you, like, don't feel imposter syndrome. Like, you consider yourself an ex- expert is the word you used to me yesterday, and I would be curious to hear uh, you sort of expound upon that. Yes, uh, I very sincerely doubt myself on virtually every topic I ever open my mouth about. Uh, lived experience or not, I, uh, imposter syndrome is uh, like an ongoing issue for me. Um, but mm. when it comes to sexuality and kink and exploring various worlds, in that regard, um, sex is the one thing that I have absolutely never felt any imposter syndrome about. Um, I have experienced a lot of things, a wide variety of kinks, a wide variety um, of kind of my own path when it comes to accepting sexuality for myself. Uh, I am a retired sugar baby. Uh, so just, yeah, a whole, a whole world out there. There are a lot of things I have been fortunate enough to experience. Thank you, Danielle, for being so kind as to share a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Kai. Over the, of course, over the past five minutes, I've been watching Aaron's Screen, which is a <laughs> series of um, just clicking wildly between many tabs, yeah. like very. It's sort of abruptly. It's really deeply distracting, but I've been enjoying sort of getting this path into Aaron's mind. Um, but I would oh, like yes. to see. You are currently what... logged into the mainframe. Uh, I was going to say, is... that's what Aaron's brain looks <laughs> like. That's what, my... that's what the brain of a person with ADHD looks like. Oh, it's just constantly and rapidly oh, clicking god. between tabs. Oh my god. And here's the kicker. You can be staring at one website very intently for like three hours, and then suddenly... <laughs> Gone. <laughs> inability to ever focus burp. on that website again. Show suddenly me the burp. cryptid. Yeah, talk okay. to me about that wing demon. So baby, I can't. That's just hot. real quick. I can't wait to be uploaded to a hard drive and be used as the basis for a supercomputer because of my ability to quickly, like, rapidly switch between information. I can't I wait till my brain is the size of like a city block, and I'm just I, an AI, just like just looking at all the cryptids at once. That is creating, so hot, Aaron. Yeah. And creating a cryptid and then creating it in the real world with my mind as a tulpa with the with the combined processing Whoa. power. Oh, um, dude, like Janet. Uh, fuck yeah, um, dog. Seven Holy million uh, pedo bites of, of, of RAM and just like pumping it out. Pumping I, so maybe. I do have an interruption. I have uh-huh. already seen the Kansas City wing demon that you have pulled up and I have already uh-huh. decided I think it's hot. Let me look at It's a bat. You do think it's hot. hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's kind of like a chonky bat. Oh, yeah, it's hot. I would fuck that. Okay, now listen. Listen to this wingspan. 12 foot. Wow. Wow. I am into that. You know what they say about a 12 foot wingspan? Uh, (laughs) What do they say about it? Big, big, big sweater arm. All sorts of things. 12 foot wiener. They can fuck you from wake. I'm... 
really take a minute and imagine in your mind. Like, imagine what uh-huh. a penis looks like. Well, no, you're- hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at the fingers at the end of those wings is what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> uh, imagine, a pe- like, a penis, a mammalian sure. flesh penis. You uh, know what one looks like, yeah. surely. What, well, what kind of mammal, actually? You a have to be more specific. Penis? I mean, I, I don't know, a Is human penis for human the sake penis? of conversation. Okay, great. Whatever, whichever one you would prefer. Just imagine a penis Excellent. and then imagine a penis that is 12 feet long. That sounds awful. Just kind of snaked yeah, across okay, the floor. Be, I'm super not clear, sold on that. To be clear, uh, the wingspan does not determine, it's not equal to the penis length. Yeah, because well, that's Michael why the my, Michael... Wingspan, my wingspan is five Hold eight. on a second. Y'all... <laughs> I have Y'all. been reading the wiki, and so number one, uh, the face of this creature is described as that of an ugly, ugly man. man. Yeah. And number two, <laughs> one girl involved in the first sighting passed out upon escaping the creature. That sounds amazing. I would love to do breath play with that thing. So let me just read this real quick. And see, again, the reason why this is scary is my friend told me when I was younger about the film um jeepers creepers in which a flying a scarecrow film. thing swoops up kids and then like skins them and like the w- wears them it's no, really you. messed up yeah so i was always sure afraid that going movie. home that some giant winged thing would come down and get me mm. How so and it turns setting. out that was a very real fear aaron it was very real because the Kansas City Winged Demon is, in fact, a real thing. Uh, it has left a lasting mark on those who have seen it. About four people. One girl involved in the first sighting <laughs> passed out upon escaping the creature. The demon is described as the size of a man or taller with a 12-foot wingspan. The wings are leathery like a bat's, and the face is that of an ugly man. When on <laughs> land, it moves in a wobbly way, which is also hot for some reason. Yeah. It is apparently yes. strong enough to shake a house. Definitely hot, because... Yeah, yes. we'll be shaking the house yeah, all Yeah, baby. Long. Yeah, baby. Um, I'm so sorry. I need to interrupt uh, what's currently happening to um, just amend a previous thing that I said. You should not pass out if you are if you are doing like any sort of choking activity. Yeah, or anything if, you're, like if, you, that. if somebody passes I out, you're doing it wrong. You are. You can, that you, is bad. You can die. You can pass out from exhaustion. Yeah, from fucking from just like just like yeah, good old time. Uh, a winged weird. goblin. Okay, I really like this. All I'm uh, saying it may is be some sort of about sex. I gotta be responsible. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to point out how buck wild this last sentence is. Uh, the theory states that it may be some sort of a large bird. Okay, reasonable. A small pterosaur. <laughs> okay, a bit less. A giant bat. Somehow more reasonable than small pterosaur. Or a winged goblin. As like just the fact that all those other ones are like real, and then they're like, or yeah, it could be a goblin are... with wings. It's like, yeah, well, it's still like a winged demon. The rest of them, this. yeah, the the rest yeah. of them are, uh, yeah, are like real animals, are like actual theories behind what it could be. I mean, small pterosaur is pterosaur, stretch pterosaur, whatever is stretching to actual theory. That's our so stretch. So I feel like we we've talked about the can- a month. I feel like we've talked about the Kansas City wing demon for long enough for Will an you make intro. it go yes, away can, from the screen, Aaron, so yes, I can see I, you both again. I can, I, yes, and I can cut this out as well. So don't no, 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 no. You don't need I to mean, cut whatever it down. you feel. I'm not there we go. Well, whatever you want to do. But now I can see all of us on the screen. Yes. There we go. There's Aaron. Uh, okay. Um, I want I to will... go around the room really quick as our first question. Yes. Well, our very first question should be I was going to do our normal Segos. Well, very, very first. It's sort of a icebreaker. Off the top of your head, quickest answer, cryptid you'd most like to fuck, go. Loch Ness. Nessie. Wow. Banshee. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Nessie too. Uh, Mothman. I love Danielle's auditory response yeah. to my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was very good. Great, good job, team. So Kai. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's the yeah. uh, gayest thing you've done this week? Uh, probably the gayest thing I've done this week is um, I don't know, write a letter to my uh, live-in lesbian partner <laughs> um, from myself and our cat. <laughs> it's really gay. That is extremely gay. It's very gay anytime I do that to you, which is every time I do something for you, <laughs> actually. Yeah. yeah. That it's from you and Crawfish. Yeah, I just think that's it's it's kind of small, like in in the vein of my life, I guess. But it's like just one of those nice little little well, little highlights, little, little, just just gay things, you know? Yeah. Hashtag just gay things. Yeah. Cool. Hannah, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? What are you doing? Thinking. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Normally you don't do that on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you look taken aback for a second. I've never seen you do that before. <laughs> um okay wow uh i really don't know that's why i was taken aback i don't remember what i did this week dog what did i do uh i don't know we hung out a did lot. i rearrange my room this week you watched uh, me shave my head i did that's oh, what it was yeah. oh i know the gayest thing what? first we did uh punk rock backyard haircuts which Fuck was yeah. very gay we shaved kai and i shaved each other's heads yes. and then washed on the back porch and then wash each other's hair, which is also very gay. Um, which is also very satisfying to wash. If you've never washed the hair of another human being, it's as satisfying. Not as satisfying, but it's very satisfying to do as well as I think well it's more satisfying when you love the person. Yeah, yeah totally. it's that's very like satisfying. in my top three ways of expressing intimacy. That's the best. It's yeah, very, right? yeah. It's nice. It's yeah. very intimate, and it's very nice. Uh, so we did some haircuts, and then, yeah, the next day, Danielle uh, was had her clippers die in the middle of shaving her head. And I instantly, the second I saw that, I messaged and I was like, Danielle, this is the worst possible thing that could happen. You need to come over immediately. I I think Kai's exact words were, that's a nightmare come true. And Kai came to the rescue immediately. (laughs) Well done, you. Thank you. Clippers are important in sapphic culture. (laughs) So Danielle came over uh, and from a safe social distance in the backyard, we uh, instructed kind of sort of coached like, yeah yeah we told her where to go shout instructed her through yeah getting like the back of the head and that kind of thing because that's it's hard it's harder to get an even buzz cut than you might think it is it, it is. is that's the gayest thing i've done nice uh hey danielle hey hannah what's the gayest Cute. thing you've done this week wow i mean the instinct is to say this because this is super gay it is very gay. This. Does not count. You People cannot. Have said okay. This okay. Fair. Have they? Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And I also I... think the shaving. You already said the shaving head piece, so I feel like I can't repeat that. Um, I did we buy like a ukulele this yeah. week, and as Hannah very so gay. aptly put it, I am now quote unquote that sapphic. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna love that as the gayest thing I've done this week. <laughs> Yeah, impulse the, buying uh, a ukulele. erstwhile guest of this podcast, Addie type of sapphic. Yeah, <laughs> Addie's a ukulele sapphic. Hell she yeah. Was, she, was, uh, she was not out during college, but she was. She did show up to a lot of parties with a ukulele, which is, is just screaming. Impulse buying a ukulele during quarantine while you're super bl- blazed is very good. Right, you're right. That's the rest of the story, is that I was incredibly stoned, and I was... 
I was deciding that I wanted to learn how to play Moon River, and so I bought a ukulele, and then sober Danielle has to deal with the fallout of that. The reality of the situation. I love it. <laughs> That's great. It'll be That's fun. all very gay. Top top to bottom, very, very gay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, what are you playing? Guys? Wait, what's Hi. the gayest thing Aaron's done this week? He sometimes answers. He sometimes okay, doesn't answer. Okay, Do you feel okay. like answering this week? Um, uh, I don't. He's know. our token straight person. Yeah, he's our token. <laughs> he's our token head. That's true. He didn't even give a real bio, so. What well, I just said. Well, yeah, I just didn't feel like mine was. I didn't know what to what to offer as far as the bio, and I didn't want to take up too much space, so I just said birthday boy. I figured that was enough. And accurate for kind of my attitude. I did. I I did have a couple people message me and be like, "Wait, is there anything about Aaron?" (laughs) (laughs) Well, they'll they'll have to listen to find out. I guess. I guess so. That's how he. It's a teaser. Um. So what am I? Do you want to? What am I playing this week? Yeah, should we talk about video games? We should probably right. Just a little bit. Just Just a little little bit. bit. Are you playing? Just a little bit. Just a little bit of video games. I play? am only playing Animal Crossing. I have only had brain capacity this week for Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. <laughs> Next. Hannah, what are you playing this week, my friend? I picked Animal Crossing up again. Yeah. Uh, and I, d- I, got, I, I sank back into it for an evening. And you uh, received Kai's myriad letters. I received <laughs> Kai's myriad letters and gifts and started redoing my house and just... It's uh, it's something to do. I had a kind of a couple m- rough mental health days, and it's a g- very good game for those kinds of days. Uh, yeah. And it's really nice to just throw on a podcast and putz around. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all I've really been playing. Actually, nice. only really, I only really played Animal Crossing. I don't really play anything yeah, else. I mean, oh, I played a little bit of Beat Saber. That's true. Um, it's a new song. It's really good. It's nice. really hard. Yeah. And my thing wasn't working. So it kept tra- tracking my, con- like, midway through the song, my controller tracking would put my controller, like, halfway across the room. And Weird. I would lose the ability to properly control my lightsaber. So, you know, just Beat Saber problems. Super relatable content, am I right, you guys? Yeah, you're super. Everybody knows what I'm so talking about. So relatable. So relatable. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing what video games you are playing this Aaron, week. Aaron, are you playing anything? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I played... Basically, I just played Paladins all week. I have logged two days worth of Paladins playing in the past week. Wow. Uh, cool. Yeah. I also played a bit of Baldur's Gate, and I played nice. a bit of Dirt Rally 2.0. Nice. And that that is that is it. I've also been playing Archero on my phone as I fall asleep every night, because it's very good as far as phone games go. What cool. is it? Uh, it's like... Um, Oh my god, I don't know. You like you're a little archer guy and you go in different arenas. You have to beat fifty arenas in a row without dying. Mm. Um for each like world. And it's very difficult. Um but you can like move around and then when you stop you shoot at the nearest enemy mm-hmm. and then you just have to like dodge all the bullets. It's a bullet hell like top down game. It's pretty fun. Ooh, it's an out, it's a nighttime recording, just like the old days. Yeah, oh my god, it is just like the old recording days. What a throwback. At night, it's a throwback episode of If It's Gay We Play. Except at night. now I'm nocturnal this time, so I'm actually 
activated. It's, oh, I'm, it's I'm activated for sure. Yeah, you used to be. Because that's when you were in. We started this podcast when you were in. Massage therapy Massage therapy Oh, no, I was in college. Yeah, you were in regular college. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah, I was you in had college. To have been. I was yeah. in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing my thesis. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Wow. Um, shit. Fuck. Wow. Shit. Okay, fuck. Okay, so anyway, today hell, we have a very special segment for you. Uh, for episode 69, as we were talking about earlier, um, we know that people sometimes listen to If It's Gay We Play because it's about sexuality and queerness. Um, that could be you. We, we got here's what happened. We we thought it would be funny, and also we got really rowdy during last week's episode, and yeah. we started talking about sexy stuff, and then we were like, "Let's send it." And then That's we were exactly like, "Wait a happened. minute, we we need somebody else to help us send it farther." It's Danielle, so I'm sorry. Because we also want to do some like actual like question. Well, so we decided we wanted answering. to do a Q and A, like a, Q&A. a sexy Q and A, and uh, Danielle because we have some specific identities. Yeah, is good at social media, yeah. uh, unlike you or I. Yes. So I was once paid to do it. She helped us out. Uh, she so graciously agreed to come be on this special Q&A episode uh, of If It's Gay We Play. Which also, uh, uh, content warning, uh, this is not for listeners under the age of 18. And this yes, is not thank for you. family members of the hosts. Yes, or please, thank family you. family members, last, coworkers, yes. or employers of the hosts. Yeah, last time we gave that, we gave that warning. Yeah, we just, we, we're just making sure. This is the point of no return. If you're related to or work with us, this is the time to turn the episode off. If you if you didn't listen the first time, now's your chance to be a better person. <laughs> so also, I personally, um, I'll talk about a little bit of where I'm coming at this episode with, is I have an enormous amount of shame regarding sex and specifically talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Like up to and including people I'm having sex with while I am having sex with them, I am unable to, like, say things out loud. That's hard. Uh, it's super hard, dude, because of shame culture and whatever. So I'm c- trying to confront it head on in the year of our Lord 2020. Um, trying to see clearly into a, a future of a person who's not. I'm just sick of being afraid of sex. I'm so over it uh, that I'm trying to, I'm trying to, this is a little bit, this is going to be very, very fun, and I'm very excited, and it's a little bit of exposure therapy for myself. So Cool. Um... What are your identities? I am a uh, queer person. Uh, queer is like my my biggest catch-all, but mm-hmm. I identify as gender fluid. Um, I identify, which for me sort of means uh, vacillating between not really wanting anything to do with any of it mm-hmm. and feeling like I have a gender identity at all, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which that gender identity flows between... Uh, uh, Butch and femme, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I identify as a footch lesbian. I identify as a bisexual lesbian, which is to say that. Uh, hold on, hold on. That's a question. I want to save that. Yeah, okay, I'll we'll save that. I identify as a question. Right. I want to okay. participate. Yes. I identify as a bisexual lesbian. I identify as kinky. I identify as a switch. Um, and I also. Ace. What? Ace. Oh, yeah. I identify as asexual, uh, demisexual, specifically, and gray ace. Thank you, Hannah. You're welcome. Danielle? Uh, yeah. Uh, cisgendered for sure, um, but I also identify as pansexual in that gender has no bearing on who I am attracted to or who I date. Um, I also identify as asexual, gray sexuals, kind of also similarly to Hannah on the ace-gray spectrum. Um, 
Let's see. Am I missing anything? Uh, you. I feel just like share I'm what, missing... You share what you want to share. I mean, I feel like I'm forgetting something that you, we. You didn't list BDSM identity, but I did. Yes, to be yeah, to kind of match what uh, Hannah and Kai had shared. Um, I do identify as switch, but because sex is not something that I have been partaking of much in the past year, um, that's kind of a I would say a footnote. Interesting. I am so excited to dive into more about that because, boy, howdy, I have <laughs> so many questions. Um, Aaron, uh, I though you did answer that you were a birthday boy in and this is the bio, that is still true. And while that is still true, happy birthday, birthday boy, Taurus, baby, mm-hmm. baby boy. Um, I would like to genuinely actually ask you about your identity and yeah. like where you're. Where you're, uh, where you're at, who you are. Yeah, so I am a cishet uh, man, is how I identify, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Nothing nothing uh, as com. Well, that's not fair to me or anybody else. I was about to say nothing as complex as the rest of your identities, but that's not you're, exactly you're true. You're all low-sexual. You're yep. not ace. Um which oh, you okay. are as well, Kai. You're all Yo, I'm, Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just telling Aaron yeah. what, what his okay, identity cool. is. That's, yes, thank that's you. something that you could say. Okay. Um, are you uh, polyamorous at all, perhaps? Um, well, also, the, the two of you forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I was what forgetting. Forgot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I am fluid in that regard. Like, whether I'm monogamous or polyamorous, I am open to kind of work out my comfort in the relationship and with my partner's comfortability depending on who that so, may be and who I may be at that time. So that's fluid. W- would you me. maybe call that like the overarching term of non-monogamous? Yeah, I guess, but I'm down to be monogamous. Yeah, but that's still like include because you could okay. be either, right? It's right. like how people who are bisexual are still gay. Okay, if they cool. if I'm they down. choose to if identify they that way, not, identify some some bisexual people. I mean, they're included <laughs> in the LGBTQIA. Yes, but that but that's not the same as being gay. True, um, depends. Some yeah. some bisexual I mean, people are they're still queer. Quite a f- yeah. So yes, it, but again, it depends on if that individual person identifies yeah, that way. Very specific words. Anyway, Aaron, uh, are you are you kinky at all? What do you got? I mean, I'm yeah yes. I mean, I'm I'm basically open to try anything and then figure out if I like it or not. Um, yeah, oh, we'll get into gosh. that later. I I have like two things that I'm uh, that I'm saying that I told Kai I would share on this episode at some point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You um, <laughs> and that you is uh, fucking swerved on me. That was great. So okay. we'll, we'll get into yeah. that. I do have. Okay. I do absolutely am into kink. I'm. I'm open to exploring uh, BDSM among other things. So yeah. Thanks, bud. Our cat yeah. is in the room now. Our, Our cat, cat has cat entered the room and started yelling at us immediately. Um, so I. I am. What's last. he into? Uh, and I will. I will. Hello. And I will try to learn from all of your mistakes by listing <laughs> all of my identities. Um, so, I am polyamorous. I am transgender. I am transsexual. I am genderqueer. I am genderfuck. I am uh, white. I am disabled. Uh, 
God, what else is there? Okay, I Kink. am bisexual. I am a lesbian. Uh, I am kinky and a sub. Was that all? Is there anything so. else? I'm all sexual. I think you crushed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a- all Able-bodied and neurodivergent is another thing that I would say about myself. Yeah, I, I, I think that that when Danielle, so in full transparency, full transparency to enunciate properly, um, when Danielle messaged me asking me for my bio, uh, you, I was asked if I wanted to include anything about my disability, and I elected not to because I do not feel like I am necessarily an advocate for uh, disability, um, especially in terms of sexuality. That's something that I'm still learning about. I'm working on a presentation about that um, for like, uh, so I'm still doing research and I don't consider myself an expert by any means. However, I have been disabled my whole life, especially my whole sexual life. So it has influenced my sexuality, but I'm not qualified to like speak to the politic of that if that makes sense well, or the, I don't know yeah the systems of that that's fair I don't know that's if how I'm I necessarily qual I think that might be I think that's fair I think that might be a little bit of imposter syndrome because I think hmm. I'm I don't necessarily consider myself an expert on any of the identities I hold or how they relate to sex or any of that um well it's something I don't want to speak on because I know a lot of the like stuff that's behind that's that. fair it's different with different identities yeah that's right you I can speak say. about it to your own experience yeah exactly I think it's fair but that's yeah. all that's all any of us are speaking about today yeah. is, is our own experience so that's true i think that's fair it's it's up to you i'm just saying like i i don't think i think your own experience is valid if you want to bring it into the conversation sure um, so it's so a q and a it and is danielle a was kind enough to post a uh request for questions and I'm wondering if the way we want to do this, Danielle, do you want to read them to us and then we discuss them? Or should we all read them ourselves and take turns? Who's reading it out loud? What do we want to do here? Because yeah, I have them pulled totally. up on my phone, if need be. Um, well, and I also think, is there anything in particular that jumped out to either of you that uh, you really wanted to touch on? I liked all of it, so it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for me to decide. But I want to actually do the first one first because it's so easy, um, <laughs> and I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not easy. I'm so sorry. It's just it's I don't have to think about my emotional relationship. With right. It. You have an answer <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. So uh, the difference between polyamory and an open relationship. So this is actually really interesting. I just took a class on this a couple of months ago um, from my uh, friend, Dr. S.K. Webb here in Denver, um, Unscripted Relationships, where she just basically talks about what polyamory is. Um, an, there is, what I was talking about with Aaron earlier, is there is an overarching identity similar to being included in the LGBTQIA identity called being non-monogamous. Um, and that includes all sorts of things like uh, being a swinger, being in like a triad where there's three people who are all in a relationship with each other, or being polyamorous. Um, but or being kind of like monogamish, like or, yeah, you, or you being kind of go one way or the other. You don't yeah particularly um, care one way or another. Yeah, but. Right polyamory is sort of an overarching term for like 
those all other sorts of relationships that fall into that category. But uh, I would love to pull my fellow co-hosts in for how you specifically would define an open relationship. Yep. Mm, go ahead, Danielle. You go first. Mm. No, I was just going to say, if we could first, uh, just Kai, uh, you mentioned it last episode, but um, mm. I know we're probably going to have people listening to this one who have not listened previously. Um, do you want to touch on the difference between using the term poly versus polyam? Because I think that oh, is really important. Yes, that uh, is really important. Yeah, um, I noticed this in a lot of the listener questions. Um, so I uh, use the term polyam instead of the abbreviation poly to refer to the polyamorous community. And I would encourage you to do also because... The abbreviation poly actually uh, has traditionally been used to refer to and is used by and preferred by the Polynesian people. Um, so I would recommend, in fact, abbreviating it as polyam because something that is really pervasive, especially with the identity of polyamorous specifically, not just falling into the category of non-monogamous, um, poly- polyamory is full of white people. Uh, and yeah, we sure take a lot of terms, so, um, be cool is, is what I will recommend. Yeah, be cool. Thank you, Danielle. I forgot no, about thank that. thank you. Yeah, no, I love the way you worded it last time, so I just noticed the same thing about people asking questions, so yeah, no, thank you for, for expressing that. And Hannah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off previously. What were Oh, the, you're what, totally you fine. Saying? I, we just kind of talk, started talking at the same time. Yeah, for me, like, uh, yeah, polyamory is more of an identity, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. Some people feel that way. Others don't. It yeah, really that's fair. depends. For me, I, I actually don't know. For me, an open relationship is polyamory. To me, I guess there isn't a difference. Mm-hmm. To me, an open relationship is just a different word for a polyamorous relationship. I feel like it's a specific kind of polyamorous yeah, relationship but is the poly- way yeah, that polyamory. I would it. And to me, an open relationship I, I guess I don't really fully understand. Uh, the way that either. I perceive an open relationship is there are two people who are in a relationship with each other and they can see other people. Yeah. Or they, and they can, I, to me, it's, it's the history of how I've heard people use it is mm. mostly that two people are together and they can sleep with other people, yeah. not necessarily date other people. That's how I've heard it used. I don't know that that's like a hard and fast definition. Sure. Oh, uh, whereas like polyamory how, what hooking up can mean a whole variety of things. Right, exactly. Whereas polyamory is more like you can le- people legitimately dating a number of people at the same time, uh, and that being fine, not just sleeping with other people. But not just is I don't want to use just as just sleeping with as though that's somehow lesser than dating because it's it depends on who you are. Yeah, um, that those relationships can be different ways. So I think. The way I was introduced to it, and it could be, I mean, not to say that any of any of this is like correct None or of it incorrect. Is right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but the way I was introduced to it was under this idea of um, like an open relationship is kind of can, that can apply to uh, far more casual settings, whereas a polyamorous relationship would be with uh, like pretty solidified. You have your your partners, whether that be one or two or three or whatever the case may be, um, and then you kind of, like, add people into that, whereas an open relationship fits really well with, um, like, really casual 
interactions. Uh, so you have someone who's like maybe gone on three dates with someone and is also going on dates with other people and everyone is aware of that. Um, and for me, that's kind of what like the open relationship falls under, whereas polyamory tends to be a more structured, um, kind of like a serious commitment if or that like makes sense dedicated choice maybe dedicated choice yeah that's a yeah, great i was term. literally just thinking to me polyamory is a choice it's not just oh i'm dating mother multiple people it's like right making yeah making yeah. polyamory is like it's like it's not like getting married but it's like it's making a cho- it's kind of how there, there are it's not getting married what i said god i hope it's not getting yeah married. it's <laughs> but it's like a, a that's uh it's it's a lot there are people out there who who sleep with uh and danielle you've you've dated somebody like this who who we would probably identify as a queer woman but who hates identity politics so much that just won't identify as anything Uh like that exists i think for sure but polyamory is like no like i'm 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 acknowledging and choosing to live in this as a truth to to me and that's 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 what i guess what i mean when i said polyamory is more of an identity Mm, yeah it's more of a a con it's it's it doesn't have to be like your identity that you engage with the world with but it's the difference between like just sleeping with men and choosing to say i am gay right does that make sense yeah right that's how right does that does that feel like what you were getting at Daniel or were you yeah yeah no absolutely and I mean Hannah like you said about uh, the person that we're thinking of uh, would never claim polyamory or anything like that it would be like I'm just not monogamous because that's kind of the umbrella right and then all of these you know open relationships and polyamory this all falls under the umbrella but it's um yeah like you said it takes more intention I think uh it's kind of a more dedicated approach Mm. totally totally well that was the first and easiest one that i saw (laughs) um i am happy somebody else pick a question i had i had another one that i actually really liked go ahead i'm so sorry just let me choose this no please do by all means it's actually serious and i have an actual serious answer that i thought about all day that one was actually serious i'm so proud um so uh somebody wanted to ask me the one appointed sub of this group (laughs) <laughs> um, if it is possible to have a functioning sex life with basically two subs, I would like to say the answer for me has historically been yes, but I am uh, like, I'm not entirely, entirely a hundred percent a sub. Like if the Kinsey scale was real and if there was a Kinsey scale for sub to top I, uh, to switch, I would be like from for a sub five. to Dom. Yeah. You would be like a five. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, put you more on i would put describe you as a sub leaning switch so i would describe okay i mean i identify as a sub because it's hot yeah but oh i, I mean, guess I five am, is high on the kinsey scale never mind i am ca- yeah i am capable of like doming if i if i have to i've i've, I've done it before my especially instinct was to laugh at that statement you sound I've like done it before especially for men can That's i fair. It's can different. i say something yes, Aaron? Uh, you sound like somebody in a competitive paladins match being like, I'll fill as needed. Like, I can heal or tank. <laughs> like, I, I'm a damage main, but, like, if you need me to, I can, like, I'll hold the point, yeah. That's just because as, paladin has rotted your brain as you played it well, for Well, also, as we, as we discussed, okay, paladins opened the door to this whole episode, okay? We were talking it did, about... Yeah, no, it as did, as a matter it of did. fact. No, it's, you're completely so, correct. How dare you? Thank you, how paladins. Dare you? All I'm the characters are so... Our friend Aaron. They're ass-hot, fuckable, ass-hot? 
ass hot, ass hot fuckable. They're, so I was telling, I was answering the hot question damn. about the two subs having a functioning sexual. Oh yeah, this was a serious conversation. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to have sorry. I, uh, I have, um, I'm always so good at getting back on track. I have dated somebody who um, has uh, identified at the time as primarily a sub. And uh, I would say that she and I were able to have a pretty comfortable sex life um, because we just kind of switched off who was topping. Like, we just switched off who would dom. Uh, And by sex life, I mean um, sex life and scenes. Uh, I really like to provide a distinction between the two because I do not consider uh, BDSM play to be sex. Hmm. Which is, Would you speak more to that, if you don't mind? Yeah, happily. Uh, I mentioned it sort of offhandedly earlier. Um, I do not think that play necessarily has to be sex. I do not think that, like, that has to be sexual, I guess. I don't necessarily experience it as sexual. The way that I described it to Hannah once when I was uh, talking to her about it was it's brain sexy and not body sexy to me. Mm. Like, I, it, I, I'm not, like, necessarily wanting to fuck and get fucked when I'm in a scene or necessarily even kiss the other person or anything like that. Like, a scene's a scene. Um, right. Like, the intimacy that exists in those scenes is not necessarily of a physical or sexual type. Yeah, I mean, you can go to a play party and, like, interact with a stranger and not have sex with them and just, like, do a scene with them. And that, to me, would not be sex. I would not consider, oh, I just had sex with that person. No, I wouldn't think I had sex with them. I wouldn't, for me, personally, I wouldn't consider it that I had sex with that person, but I would consider it sexual. Interesting. Personally. What's the distinction? I don't know. I've told you that before. I yeah, know. I know. Mm-hmm. It's but just the, I was also audience. being asked what the distinction is, yeah, no, I that's guess. Fair. So I was curious because I know that I definitely have the uh, uh, minority opinion. Um, well, I, I mean, if I could, um, please, please. I think there's two things that I'm going to be repeating a lot <laughs> as we answer these questions. Um, and one of them is exactly relevant to this in that it's going to look different for everyone, right? Um the way that mm-hmm. we experience sex and uh, sexuality and uh, moments that we consider sexually intimate, um, that looks different for everyone because we all have different experiences and different contexts and different identities. Um, and I think that's important to understand is that there is no quote-unquote normal, there's no baseline. Um, it's going to look different for everyone, and that's okay, and that's healthy. Correct. Yes. Yes. I'm put. saying... I, I'm trying to approach the idea, I guess, with to answer your question uh, and put it succinctly. BDSM is not necessarily always tied to sex for people. For, yeah, and for I am you. one yeah, of those you. people who it is not tied to sex for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to have a very fulfilling uh, sexual and BDSM relationship with this person who was also a sub. Um, took turns. Basically bit the bullet fucking yeah it took turns that's all we did yeah and motion seconded having been in a similar experience the other thing you'll hear me say a lot uh this evening is that um communication is going to be the answer to pretty much every question you have with your partner um if you're wondering if you can introduce something or how do you introduce something or how do we work through this um 
constant, excessive, disgusting amounts of communication is gonna gonna handle a lot of the issues that arise. Correct. I want to jump off of that, actually, off of all of this, and answer one of the questions that most stuck out to me. Please. Which I should have really. Everyone saved. just top in and. These fucking... questions to my phone, but I didn't. So oh wow, I didn't even think of saving the pictures to my phone. I was just in the messages. I'll do that immediately. <laughs> uh, stand by. Oh, here we go. Somebody asked, um, handling non-poly partners as a poly person, which polyam is the way I would say that. Handling non-polyam partners as a polyam person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience. I mean, it's communication, right? Like it's 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 communication. In my experience, it hasn't worked. <clears throat> it's never worked for me to be a polyamorous person in a really in a in a relationship with a non-polyamorous person but i think that has a lot to do more with my community i don't know it just has to do with with people it just has to do if if it's going to work it has to be based on communication but i think for it to work both partners involved like the other person has to be at least like monogamish enough to say you can see other people because if you, I, yeah, I don't if you are a person either. who you are polyamorous, that is important to you as an aspect of, it's not like you, Aaron, where you're kind of like, I could go either way. doesn't bother me. Like whatever my partner wants to do. Like for me, like I don't, I just uh, being in a relationship with somebody who like my, my most recent partnership uh, uh, was uh, the most recent partnership that is no longer a partnership was with a person who was uh, monogamous and it just was it was this constant barrier to we also just didn't have great communication around it but it was this constant barrier to things because it was always this she was like you know I'm trying to wrap my head around it like I've never done it before um, which is fine but it it and if somebody is really open to that that's also fine and if the communication works that's also great in my experience it hasn't but I think a lot of the things that were wrong with my with that relationship could have been fixed through better communication. So, circling back around to your point stance, uh, that my answer to that question, how to be a polyamorous person with a non-polyamorous person, is yeah. also yeah. I if I could just say like the thing that kind Please. of um, like I wound up um, like discovering like a much healthier view of relationships and what I wanted to give and get from other people by being asked to experiment with polyamory and like opening up a relation or like actually going into the relationship, it was requested that it be open. And that was something that like, I was like, I've never done that before, but honestly, like I am open to try. So there and, and that person, like, meeting me there and making that offer, um, despite me being, like, at first, like, like, I've never done that, but I'm willing to go there with you. Like, that did open up, like, my ability to have that type of relationship and to even want to seek one out. And um, so that was really helpful for me, and I think that it is possible to, like, have that conversation, but, uh, and to, like, for good things to come out of that. I will also say that the reason I gave my answer at the top of the show about whether I'm polyamorous or not was that my, uh, a recent partner, um, was like, I know that you've like done this in the past, uh, done polyamory before. Um, like, do you like, we can do that, I guess. And I could just tell from like the tone of the conversation. I was like, that's not what you want. And you're making a kind of like a, 
uh, an unwanted sacrifice for me. Um, and so like, that was where that conversation came from. And so like, you kind of have to make that decision in that moment where it's like, everyone needs to like, be really honest about where they're at and what they need and want. So that was my experience. And I said, and so in that situation, I said, no, even though this is something that I have liked exploring, I'm going to put that exploration on hold and see how this goes on terms that I feel respect both of us and our needs. Um, so yeah. That's my thoughts, and it's really opened my heart in so many ways, and not only romantically, but platonically. Um, that's like, I think platonic, my platonic relationships have actually flourished the most um, since I've, like, discovered uh, and, like, kind of engaged with polyamory more. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. The thing that I, da- actually, Danielle, do you have any, any input on that? Um, I mean, it's something I've said before, but I feel like my relationships in general, similarly to what Aaron is saying, um, platonic, romantic, monogamous or not, uh, every interaction I have had since I started exploring non-monogamy, all of those relationships have benefited from what I have learned from non-monogamous relationships, uh, communication, um, balancing, Uh, just like interactions in general and how do you interact with jealousy and how do you how do you handle that um the way I have approached all of these things in all of my relationships uh that has hugely hugely benefited from uh non-monogamy polyamorous relationships have taught me so much about relationships in general um and I think approaching it as it's only one or the other black or white I think that you kind of exclude yourself from learning overall and then bringing that to the table in the future you okay there bud crawfish just bit me really hard oh I forgot you had the cat I was was wondering why you kept looking lovingly at your lap and then made a face and I forgot that the cat was in your lap oh he's he's looking at you though he's so he's so Um, precious he's Uh, my familiar as we've discussed he's he's very precious Um, Uh, he's a good he's a good boy I am fascinated to hear all of this uh stuff from all of you who have I think made the conscious decision in I'm guessing your adult lives to uh be polyamorous or engage in polyamorous relationships or activities is that correct Danielle that is very correct yes um I started engaging in polyamorous relationships when I was 15 um and that was just kind of how I did all of my serious relationships back then um And it has just been sort of a more normal part of my reality. And I don't know if I learned those same lessons differently or if those are things that I've had to approach as I've just been in adult relationships because that feels like part of it too. Um, I don't know. But uh, I think that's definitely interesting for me to hear what everyone else has to share because it feels so different from the way that I've experienced it. Danielle raised her hand. Yes, Danielle raised her hand. Oh, I was just moving my oh. hand, but I mean, but I can't, I, can't I, talk. I feel, <laughs> I feel like, um, I mean, we have discussed previously, uh, kind of elasticity, elasticity of adolescent minds. And, um, I can only imagine that introducing, 
those sort of relationship structures into your life when you were at that age, that has to be, I mean, I can't imagine it being anything other than beneficial. Um, I mean, like, I tossed myself willingly and painfully into non-monogamy to open up a monogamous relationship of almost two years. um, And that was just like... Yeah, that, yeah, a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Um, And, I mean, growing up in a religious setting like I did, there was never any other option than monogamy introduced to me. Um, And so hearing that that's something you've experienced since, you know, high school, um, it's so intriguing to me to think about how different my interactions would have been if, it had followed a similar timeline. I mean, I will say, um, as a person who was able to come out as queer at 13, able to come out as trans at 17, and able to be polyamorous at 15, like, I've been very lucky to come out very early on, like, throughout my life, right? And it's not like I didn't Mm -hmm. go back into the closet about some of those things. I totally did. But I uh, feel as though when I was having those experiences as a young person, I think that it definitely changed my perspective and relationships and, like, growing. I I agree. However, I would compare my experiences with polyamory to my experiences with queerness as a young person, which is to say not very complex – I had very simplistic ideas when I was 13, when I first came out as bisexual, about the ideas of, like, sex and gender and, um, you know, women's rights. I still was on 4chan. Um, It's not great. Like, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. It definitely still was an evolution for me of, like, learning all of those same things, uh, probably around the same time like it just I, I just had a different playing field I guess to set up from it right it just followed a different yeah a different path yeah totally Kai you know something I've never told you I don't think what you were the first polyamorous person I ever met oh my god and that's you were my polyamorous ring of keys oh wow but I we uh dated yeah after I met you I thought you and you and Cabri were in a polyamorous relationship. Well, we had we, you were the I had conceptually known about polyamory. Like I was on Tumblr for many many years, as was Danielle. That's something we have in common. Very different experiences with Tumblr, uh, slightly different circles. Um. So wait, did you two decide to be polyamorous when you met me? No, we had been talking about it beforehand, but oh. you were you were the person that we opened up our relationship for. I'm honored and also slightly horrified. <laughs> Because that's our shared abusive ex. Is yeah, why well, we, yeah, that's why it's horrifying. That's um, why it's horrifying. Not Kai because stole my Hannah's bad. That's <laughs> At the time. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, that's. It's not because I'm bad. It's because she's bad. She's very bad. Uh, yeah, Hannah's no, we had very ta- good. She, she and I talked about it because I remember I remember talking to you about it at the time. But you were the first person I met because I remember I have a very distinct memory of the moment where I asked you like. Like, what's your, your, I, Cabri, somebody asked you, maybe Capri, because Capri asked, Capri was really fascinated by it. And she, I don't know if we've ever said her name on the podcast. She's our abusive ex. And she, uh, would, was asking you a lot of like prank questions about mm. it. And I remember, specifically remember you saying like, my ideal life situation is with like multiple partners is co, is like cohabitating with multiple partners yeah. and pets, like is what you said. Mm. That's um, not true. Uh, and I was like, oh, 
you were the first person I'd ever met. That's not true. I had met one other non-monogamous person I worked with him. His name was Ricky. He was a furry. But I partners. was the hottest person. You were the hottest person. That you <laughs> I had met. no interest in Ricky. Yeah, not exactly. because he was a furry. He had two. He was actually really interesting. He was my manager at uh, Tivana. And he had two partners, uh, and both men. And one of them uh, ran a BDSM porn website. So they had a sex dungeon in their basement. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hell Yeah. So um, I would like to bring our attention to another question. I would like Danielle to choose a question now. Uh, Kai, I would actually love it if you wanted to touch on the question about lesbian and bisexual identities uh, coexisting. Yes, yes, ma'am. I will. Yes. I would also Um, like to speak about that. Yeah, and of course, please, I would love your input because you mentioned earlier that you also identify as bisexual lesbian. We've had a lot of really cool and productive conversations about that. So I was asked about the identity of bisexual lesbian, and let me tell you what that means to me. Um, I identify as bisexual because I am attracted to people of genders that are different than mine and genders like mine. I'm attracted to people of all genders. Um, And we've defined bisexual on the podcast before because we had Wendy on for bisexuality. For bisexuality, full stop. Yeah, um, for bisexuality awareness week or whatever. Our, our, <laughs> our, the, the definition that Kai and I use uh, of bisexual at here at Goop, which I will keep calling this podcast until <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow legally tells me not to. Um, Danielle's a micro-influencer. Look out. Look out. Very Are good. You? Be careful. Oh, I love that that wine is gone, Danielle. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> if you need to go get more wine, you fucking go get more wine. You go, you bitch. Beautiful, you beautiful bitch. There's no rush. Um... <laughs> Uh, what was I talking about? No, you were talking about bisexual. Oh, bisexuality. <laughs> that, uh, attraction to uh, simil- the same and other genders. Yeah. I don't uh, know what the same means in my context because I don't have a fixed gender. So I, I mean, do- you could say I people who are gender fluid, people who aren't. Just people who are gender. I'm attracted to, for me personally, I'm attracted to women and other genders. Yes. So that's how you identify mm-hmm. the term bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different definitions of bisexual, and that is different for each person. Also, fun fact. Uh, and I identify, so I am attracted to everyone. Yes. Yes. You are. Different you are. levels of attraction, but I am genuinely actually attracted to almost every human being unless they give me a yeah, reason otherwise. You are not just allosexual. You're not, you're not quite hypersexual, but you uh, are. Because I don't want to fuck them. No, you are intensely allosexual. Yeah. You're like, you're like. Well, no, I'm like, Z- what is it that um, fucking what's his face is on um, on the Doctor Who what the one fuck? that's not Doctor Who. What the fuck are you talking about? Supernatural? <laughs> no. I don't know what the, the fuck one, you're talking the about, one dude. one that's like in the same universe as Doctor Who. Oh, it's d- got uh, d- uh, d- uh, Torchwood. Torchwood. And the guy who. Wow, like, I did not expect you to make a Torchwood point. And the guy who. Dr. Jack. I don't know if he's a doctor. What's he's this? The hot one. guy. John Barrowman's character. Yeah, he's the sexy one, and he's like. He wants to fuck everyone. John Barrowman is hot. He's like. Xenosexual, or like. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. I don't <laughs> he, know anything about He has Torchwood. an identity that's omnisexual. Omnisexual. You are omnisexual. I am omnisexual, probably. I would um, also describe myself as. The only reason I say omnisexual is I I want to open myself to the I just want everybody to know that I want to fuck aliens. Yeah, no, same. And robot yeah. and robots. <laughs> really yeah. bad. Like my sexuality and doesn't demons, stop at human. And cryptids. But the other and cryptids. The other character of court. The other character. The other 
creature, of course, has to be consenting, and that's why it's not like animals. But it doesn't stop at humans. It's like robots and aliens and monsters and what have you. Yeah, motion seconded. Hell yeah, baby. Third, obviously. <laughs> um, no, anyway. Motion passed. Motion passed. Aaron's motion gone. Stands. Aaron's gone, but I think the motion, I know that the motion stands. Uh, so the motion Anyway, stands. I identify as a lesbian because I actually generally consciously choose not to have sex or engage in, re- well, have sex, iffy. I specifically choose not to engage in relationships, especially romantic relationships with men. Um, that in, that Hell includes yeah. trans men, cis men, all men. I don't engage you in relationships. Choose, yeah. so I just choose not to. I'm attracted to them. Yeah, sometimes I'll fuck one, but I don't want to <laughs> like date them or be serious with them or anything like that. That's also how I feel about men. I'd say cheers to that. So that's why I identify as a lesbian. What's really fun about it is some... Uh, people identified as political lesbians in the 70s which was to say it was actually straight women who were identifying politically with lesbianism because they thought it was the correct life choice but i would argue that i'm sort of a, a political lesbian because i am attracted to men i just don't want to deal with yeah but with you're them. not by any stretch of the imagination a straight woman you're not straight and you're not i know i'm just saying like i i i'm uh, you know playing with the term lesbian and political oh, lesbian totally, yeah. and it's my culture and my history quite frankly i've t- i t- i have told the story on this podcast before about why i started identifying as a lesbian in the past three-ish years was it because of the time that we that turf i got in a fight with oh yeah danielle Love. have i not told you this story i this is not ringing okay so i'll, t- I'll so tell I'm it briefly again on the podcast oh, tell it some other time I want to get through more questions. Okay, yeah. Uh, basically, point being, I got in a fight with a turf who God identified damn. as a lesbian, and sh- I hated her so fucking much that I started identifying as a lesbian despite her. I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> exactly why my name is Kai now, so I get it. Yeah, I mean, dude. He's you got harassed. You, you, yeah, to spite people. Yeah. They're fucking powerful. Hi, everybody. That was a... Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. I have a different idea. Okay. My idea. My idea. I want to do my idea now. Okay, go for it. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, boy. No, you're clipping so badly. Okay, let that me was try this. Oh, loud. Let me try to laugh again. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, God. Oh, I coughed hey. directly into the microphone. This episode is illegal. Too bad nobody will hear this episode because... We're all in in hell for our podcast crimes. Yes. Um, okay. Hold on. I'm. We're gonna entirely start over. I like what we're doing right okay. now. Um, I I don't want to start over. I like what we're doing. That was much like episode sixty nine, <laughs> part one. That was that was hot. It was fresh. It was ready. It was okay, not ready at all. My, I'm gonna do my thing again. Okay. Go ahead. Ah. What good jokes were in that episode, Hannah? <laughs> we're looking looking back. I had a really great time. I feel like we learned and grew as people. Yeah. And I. What was really, your favorite part, Kai? I liked the sex. I, I liked the part where we had sex live <laughs> on podcast for that, a full 30 minutes. You, me, and Aaron. Yeah, that was wild. That yeah, was so that was wild. That was wet and wild. Well, um, uh, what was your favorite part? My favorite part was the. Um, when uh, <laughs> Danielle's titties actually grew their own titties and <laughs> she had sort of. Titty titties? Yeah. Like each titty had a pair of t- titties? 
So wait, hold on a second. How many titties would that be total? That's that would two, be four, six, six, six titties. titties. Six titties. Dang. And then those titties started growing titties, and then yeah, that all was the titties crazy. started filling up the street. You know what's really crazy? And Danielle about was that? swallowed. And I actually, you know, what's weird is I actually haven't heard from her since. So you I should probably somebody super, ought to check on somebody her. Should, somebody should write her. Swallowed by her own titties. It's a horrific fate, truly. Do you think she's gonna be mad that I said that? No. 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 Of course not. I don't. I bet. Um, so thank you for listening to our uh, episode 69 part one special. Um, we have There's a couple other parts Not for you. Coming. There's more coming. We ended up having so much fun that we just wanted to keep going. And so we did. We're even recording more tonight um, because we love you all so much and we've enjoyed our conversations with our friends so much. So please look forward to that. Um, we will be releasing them as soon as possible. We recorded so much content. Yeah, y'all, y'all know how we are, like, with normal episodes, so you can only imagine big. that a, a big special episode, like, we've already, there's already two hours and 45 minutes of audio for yeah. Aaron to edit, so happy luck. birthday, Aaron. Happy birthday, Aaron. It was just um, his birthday. So, anyway, we love you all. Uh, Hannah, you. do you want to tell them about where they can find yeah. us and et cetera? I sure do. You can find us on social media uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Gay Gamers with a Z. Sorry, I get a lot of. God damn it! I'm so sorry. I have so much phlegm. I like I said, I was in no way prepared to record. Uh, you can find us on the internet at Gay Gamers wherever fine social media is sold. Uh, you can. It's not fine, but it is sold. Yes. You can. You're commodified. E- you can email us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com. And speaking of commodifying ourselves, uh, uh, we have some pretty special auxiliary content mm-hmm. uh, coming down and or out of the pipe, as it were. Um, yes, crawling out of, of the nightmare sewer. I was thinking more of, of like, like ejaculating pipe. out of the pipe. Like, oh, I was yeah, trying to make a too. penis joke. Oh, I, But you I were like talking to make a Mario, Mario joke, which is... Yeah. Our brand. Game. So thank you um, for reminding us also, this is a video please, game podcast. And uh, also, rate and subscribe and give us a review if yeah, you have you the time. Yeah, you can listen to us on uh, your favorite podcatcher and tell your friends. Yeah. You're, so the thing is, you're already listening to us. So, like, I don't need to tell you that. You already found out that you can listen to us on wherever yes. you listen to podcasts. So tell all your friends that you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Let I them know what you things. know now. <clears throat> tell them every – take all of the knowledge that's in you and all of the secrets and tell them to somebody else. Yes. It's 2020. It's it's the dot it's the dawn of the Aquarian age. It's the 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 hellish death times. No more secrets. Now is not a time for secrets. Secrets are garbage. I would like to thank um Aaron for uh being the producer of this podcast as well as creating our theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, I would other, also like to thank him for that. Other podcasts on this network, the Stick Pug Prod Network, include No Exit, which is a horror comedy podcast, which is to say funny podcast about scary horror yeah um with sometimes scary and our friend uh windy warzone windy warzone it's um, on a bit of a hiatus because because Wendy has coronavirus of the the scary the spook the spooky scariest thing of all has happened to wendy in that she has come down with the rona and so she is uh, out of commish, yeah. as twerk. So we'll be um, uh, specifically she's come out again with COVID nineteen, presumed yes. positive diagnosis, because which is pretty much all that we have access tests. to yeah. here, especially um, in Colorado, especially when we're poor. Which, as you may know, uh, if you're following the news anywhere on planet Earth, uh, Colorado is one of the four United States states to be opening uh, now and not later. So that's pretty horrifying. It makes me want to die, so we're not going to talk about that. So you can no, listen to other stop. shows on the network, um, such as uh, old episodes of By the Grace of Pod. Hot! 
Um, and there will be a new project in the works uh, by those same people. Yeah. So give give those old episodes oh. a listen. Train your ears to also, their comedy stylings. Yes. Aaron's doing improv. Uh, yes. Uh, social distance digital improv. Obviously, it doesn't even live in this state. No. So. Um, he's doing improv on his computer. I believe it's just called Improv from Your Very Own Computer. Uh, that you can find on Facebook and it's Aaron and a few other funny folks uh, so some of whom are queer so if you're into some our good goof boy and you want to see him do goofs with his whole face and Mm -hmm. body which can I say are some of the prime components of his goofs yes like if you think Aaron is funny on audio Wait till you wait see, till you see, wait till you see his weird stringy body doing those, doing those his things. His weird stringy legs and his very strong muscly upper parts. He's he's very jacked, but he's, he's also he's like over. a really jacked string bean. Yeah, it's interesting, especially having known Aaron for many years, pre-jacked Aaron. Well, he's always kind of jacked. But he's, he's always been kind of jacked. But he's the older he gets, the more jacked he gets because it's, it's just very powerful. He's an adult, you know. So anyway, uh, this has been our podcast. Vegetables now. Yes, <laughs> this I'm has so been proud our podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for rating positively. And thanks for telling your friends. And, and thanks for staying strong. Um, I know every strong. single person out there, most of them are doing the very best that they can. Um, and I think you're doing a really good job. And I, I am very proud of you. And I think you're doing a very good job. I don't think this is a problem for our listenership because I trust our listenership to not be doing this. But if you are the type of shithead who, say, goes and protests at the Capitol because you can't leave your house, which – now you can, but there's, I don't know, whatever. I hope uh, if you know any, I don't know, whatever. I just hope a pit opens Fuck up those under people. those people it's and they drop straight into hell is say. what I'm trying to say. Um, but I'm not worried about that with you folks. And that's why I'm so glad to be producing this fine content for you all because I cherish and adore all of you. And that's not a joke. I genuinely cherish and adore all of you. Beautiful. So, um, shout out to listener Ketzer who sent Kai yes, a little crawfish figurine on Animal Crossing. Oh my God! To, to for our little welcome boy. our new son. Oh, also the the present that I got you came in the mail today. We'll talk about. Yeah, I got Kai a custom laser pointer for our cat. Anyway, the other thing I want to thank you all for is um, continuing to play gay and continuing to be games. There you go, and for fucking, fucking shit, shit up. up. That was almost for fucking, fucking shit up. 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 Okay, bye. bye.